It's April 30, 2021. Welcome to the That's All I Got podcast. I'm Kevin Bay. to do with uh, skeptics, and uh, I guess I should feel honored that someone's trying to understand me, uh, and I should feel a little vindicated for being a skeptic, but, you know, uh, I get the feeling of uh, media manipulation happening here. So in the New York story, uh, New York Times story, what they try to do is they try to use the carrot and stick approach by using uh, uh, patronizing language about vaccine skeptics, and then they then they come and hit us over the head and tell us how stupid and ignorant we are and stubborn. So from from the story, um, as it starts out, it, it talks about, uh, let's see, I'll get the quote here. The instinct from the medical community was, if only we could educate them. Um, it was patronizing, and it turns out not to be uh, not to be true, because they, they wanted to, they, they thought that maybe they could feed us their facts and information and that would somehow um, convince us that it's okay to, to uh, go out and take this vaccine, especially the, the two mRNA vaccines, which are, by their definition, they're experimental. They, do, they are not approved by the FDA. They only have emergency use authorization, which are totally different things. But anyway, so then... New York Times then goes on further. They then they throw us a little bone, and they they want to touch our our sensitive side by saying that uh, we're lovers of liberty. Uh, and this is what he said, Doctor Ormer and uh, Ormer Omer, Doctor Omer. He is the director of the Yale Institute for Global Health. Um, his team found that skeptics were much more likely than non-skeptics to have highly developed sensitivity for liberty. What the fuck does that mean? Highly developed sensitivity for liberty. So we like to be free. We like to do what we want to do as long as we're not infringing upon others. That used to be the way that uh, people in this country behaved. Not so much, I guess, anymore. The rights of individuals and to have less deference to those in positions of power. Uh, last I checked, the country was founded on the principle of individual rights, individual property rights. Um, and from the founding, there was no deference to power. It's why we kicked the British out. It's why we opposed the king. It's why we opposed taxation coming from uh, a far land that no longer had connection to us. So, excuse me if it's our highly developed sensitivity for liberty that gets in the way of us wanting to take a vaccine that's never been proven. Uh, There's been no study on this vaccine. The study is happening right now. Every person that has received a Moderna or Pfizer vaccine are part of the largest study in human history on this type of vaccine. There's no question about that. So anyway, 
um, while those initial statements may well be true, um, do I love liberty? Yeah. Um, and, you know, do I, do I look at facts and information before I make my decision? Of course I do. But, um, so now, instead of, uh, just leaving it at that, and, and honoring that skeptics, uh, How do I put this? It's it's different when you're when you're writing things down. You have time to think versus when you are trying to trying to talk it out. You know, I could just read what I wrote, but um, I don't want to do that. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up. Okay, so back to that story. While the, while the while it is true, or maybe true that skeptics are um, suspicious of those in power we don't necessarily want to do as people tell us to do. They go on to to try to massage us even further and say that what we're, you know, some of us are really concerned about what goes into our bodies. And what they say is, uh, from the New York Times now, skeptics who are also twice as likely to care about, uh, care a lot about the purity of their bodies and their minds they disapprove of things they consider disgusting. And the mindset defies neat categorization. It could be religious, halal or kosher, or entirely secular, like people who care deeply about toxins in foods or in the environment. So, isn't that kind of everybody? Religious or secular? Uh, people who care about what they you know, inject themselves with? You know, again, that, that might be true for some, but again, it's not, I don't think it's the, the real reason why uh, skeptics are skeptical. And then they, you know, those were the carrots where they're kind of complimenting us on our, on our want to be free and, you know, want to fight the power, not just, t uh, you know, take what we're told and just do as we're told. And, you know, some of us concerned about our health and our bodies, you know, okay, these skeptical uh, people might be reasonable. Uh, but then they say, some of us uh, are just stubborn. Um, as uh, Mr. Jeff Hunsinger, a social psychologist at Loyola University in Chicago, he studies emotion and decision-making, and he collaborated with Dr. Omer's team. And he says, at the root are these moral intuitions, these gut feelings, and they're very strong. It's very hard to override them with facts and information. You can't reason with them in any way. So in other words, we ignore facts. We ignore information just because we're stubborn assholes. You know, the New York Times also has, the New York Times, they also have time, uh, trouble pinning down precisely who skeptics are um, because we really don't fit the mold that they're trying to uh, trying to put us in. They first they say we're mostly conservative, but we could also be liberal or apolitical. Um, to quote them, they say these qualities tend to predominate among conservatives, but they are present among liberals too. They're also present present among people with no politics at all.
So that's everybody. Isn't it now? Whether you're conservative, liberal, or apolitical. You're stubborn. You're stubborn, stupid, you don't listen to information or facts. Uh, some people, um, I guess, are just too religious. You got somebody they interviewed. Um, what the heck is this guy's name? Mr. Dulles Bohr. I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. He's 26 years old. He's seen information online that a vaccine might harm his body. He's not sure what to make of it, but his faith in God gives him confidence. Whatever happens is God's will, according to Mr. Dulles Bohr. So he's just a religious rube. That's all, according to the New York Times. Also, uh, skeptics, I guess, are control freaks. Uh, another quote from New York Times story. The vaccines have also raised a fundamental question of power. There are many things in uh, Mr. Dulles Bohr's life that he does not control. Not the schedule at the warehouse where he works, or the way he's treated by customers at his other job, a Burger King. So, he, he his whole life is just out of control. He, he can't control anything. He can't control his destiny. He can't control what he does. He can't control anything at work. So, he feels he can control whether or not he gets the virus. So... He's going to take it. Um, it's the only place he, he has any kind of control. What about conspiracy theorists? I guess we're conspiracy theorists. Conspir uh, conspiratorial thinking, according to the Times, is another predictor of vaccine hesitancy, according to a 2018 study. Conspiracy theories can be comforting, uh, <clears throat> a way to get one's bearings during rapid change in the culture or economy by providing narratives that bring order. So facts and information are not enough. We're too stubborn. And in order to justify our stubbornness, um, we use conspiracy theories in order to uh, bring us some uh, sense of control and order. How about distrust in government? Um, more from that story. The moral preference for liberty and individual rights that the social psychologists found to be common among skeptics has been strengthened by the country's deepening political polarization. Do skeptics distrust the government? Sure. Why not? Um, all the information that's been coming out of the federal government has been misleading, outright lying. Um, some of it's just nonsense. You know, it doesn't make any common sense at all. You, you can't, you can't make sense of it. Also, skeptics apparently tr don't trust uh, big pharma. There's a a woman in Las Vegas, Brittany Ritchie, also in that story. She doesn't want to get one of the vaccines because she doesn't trust the big drug companies that produce them. She pointed to studies that said she described pharmaceutical companies paying doctors to suppress favorable trial results. She keeps a folder on her computer of them. So she's a crackpot. She collects information from big pharmaceutical companies as a way to, um, you know, bolster her views of not wanting to take a vaccine. But anyway, you know, all of those little bits of all those things, you know, ring true for skeptics, uh, for skeptical people. But I, in this case... 
uh, for COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. Um, that's not why um, real skeptics are skeptical. The facts and information that, that you read every day in the news, that's enough to make a thinking person skeptical about taking any vaccination that has not been proven. So here's a different story, also from the New York Times, and this is from a couple days ago. And it's about um, illegal aliens coming across the Mexican border. And here's the quote, there's a few paragraphs here from the story. Here, here, here it starts, quote, More than 170,000 migrants crossed the border in March, many coming from countries still grappling with high infection rates, but the Border Patrol is conducting no testing for the coronavirus during the several days that the newly arrived migrants are in U.S. custody, except in cases where migrants show obvious symptoms. It goes on to say the government says it has insufficient time and space to test migrants upon their arrival. So while migrants get a basic health screening, testing is being postponed until they're released to local community groups, cities, and counties usually after the new arrivals have spent days confined in tight spaces with scores of strangers, often sleeping shoulder to shoulder on mats on the floor. Unaccompanied children are being tested, but only after they have spent around three days in custody, just before being loaded onto buses or planes for transport to government-run shelters. U.S. officials say the challenges to testing all the new arrivals when they are first apprehended are insurmountable. Right there. That's enough for a skeptic uh, to sit there and say, okay, so we're being told SARS-CoV-2 is a deadly virus, highly contagious, easily spread, asymptomatic people um, could possibly kill your grandma. Biden loves to talk about that empty chair at the Thanksgiving table at Christmas or you know, Mother's Day is coming up, so I'm sure that there's going to be an empty chair at a Mother's Day table. Somebody's mom who died of, of COVID. This is not to deny that COVID is real. It's not to deny that COVID's killing some people. It's not to deny that it killed a lot of people. But how dangerous can this virus be if the government, which is telling us to vaccinate ourselves, it's telling us to get tested? How deadly can it be if they are releasing 170,000 people into the country without being tested and without being vaccinated? That on top of uh, the news that's been, uh, the stories that have been in the news about uh, the number of people vaccinated in the United States and vaccine hesitancy, which is, of course, the skeptic article um, is there to try to uh, push skeptics to getting a, a vaccine. But 30% supposedly of the U.S. population has been vaccinated, if we're to believe the numbers that are coming out of the government. So let's just take that as, as a fact, as information. They're starting to close down mass vaccination sites all over the place. Currently, I live in Georgia. And Georgia announced, I think in May, early May, maybe as early as next week, they're going to be closing down the mass vaccination sites that they set up because nobody's showing up. P 
people don't want it. 70% so far of the United States has not been vaccinated. So there's a surplus of vaccine. There's too many doses, too many doses for too few people. So again, if we're going to go with the logic of the virus being dangerous and that the government wants everybody to be, to be vaccinated so we can reach some sort of herd immunity, why wouldn't that be a requirement for um, not just the immigrants, but illegal immigrants, especially Ill- illegal aliens that have crossed the border without permission, without a visa, There's no reason for them to be here other than whatever circumstances they're trying to escape from the country that they're from. Why wouldn't the U.S. government require them to get a vaccine? We have the the vaccine. We have enough. Just ship it down to the Mexican border. You know, if you can get a vaccination from Walgreens, from a grocery store, you know, from some person you're just driving up to in your car, why can't they just ship it all down to the Mexican border and before they release anybody into the country, at least freaking vaccinate them? You know, that's common sense. At least I think so. So if the New York Times wants to understand the skeptic, a skeptic looks at, at the information being provided and using experience and common sense asks themselves, does it make sense? And that goes for everything. Not just the vaccinations. That also goes for the masking and the social distancing. Everything. You know, there the the news media and the government don't like to promote stories and studies and news that don't fit what they're trying to push on us and if you if you look and you can find from legitimate sources stories about masks not being effective studies about social distancing not being effective or the fact that this whole social distancing baloney started as a science fair project by a teenager i think it was in new mexico new mexico or arizona i can't remember now i did blog the story somewhere back they don't cover much about uh, the drug ivermectin that legitimate doctors are talking about that want the nih to study And there have been no studies showing that the MR, mRNA vaccine is safe. You are part of the study right now. If you are getting vaccinated, you're part of the study. Previously, mRNA vaccines have not been successful. They were tried out in animals. And what happened was when the animals that were vaccinated um, were exposed to the virus they were vaccinated against. The virus caused their immune system to go into overdrive, and it killed a lot of the animals. That information is out there. 
that those are some of the facts and information that a skeptic looks at. And we ask ourselves, okay, if it wasn't successful before, why would this be successful now? Why push this out to millions of people without being tested? Where a vaccine, at least according to the news and the government, says normally it takes between five, five years, seven years, something like that, to put out to put out an effective vaccine so they can test it on enough people to get the dosages right, to make sure that they're not having any adverse reactions over time. So if you were vaccinated in January, January of 2021, you may not know if you're going to have an adverse reaction for another year. They just don't know. You're being experimented on right now. It's not a conspiracy. That's a fact. But if, uh, if the New York Times really wants to understand skeptics, they might want to um, look into the facts. Look into the information that they're providing. And see how contradictory it really is. And that's all I got.